0: Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the End Zone Podcast. We're back now that Hurricane Dorian has decided to come and go, and it is back to talking about football here in the WTOC Sports Office, not standing in the rain, covering uh, the important information that everyone needed from Hurricane Dorian. Glad that we can talk about something a little different. And this is Jake, along with our di- con- digital content director, uh, Clint Heinle, and uh, her podcast producer as well. And, Clint, not a whole lot to talk about. And The world of high school football, we only had a couple of games.
1: Yeah, Dorian did a number on the schedule, that's for sure. Yeah,
0: we've got a few that were rescheduled, and we'll hit on that tonight on the news. We'll also have a list on our website, WTOC.com. But we had some games that were more inland, and they were some some really good games. Uh, Vidalia was down 14-3 at halftime. It was 21-3. Uh, Early in the third quarter, and then the Indians put together 21 unanswered points to come back, 24-21 over ECI, uh, over in Twin City. And then Jeff Davis was all over East Lawrence. The Yellow Jackets, 3-0, off to a 3-0 start for the second straight year under head coach Lance Helton. So, um, not a whole lot happening last Friday night, but it was good to have some football.
1: Yeah, and it, um, I know we didn't have a lot of games to, to, to cover as far as, like, number-wise, but I know for our Play of the Week stuff online, we had a good show out from ECI and uh, Jeff Davis. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jeff Davis was able to take that Play of the Week voting about 21,000 to 19,000. So mm-hmm. for a weekend that, you know, was impacted by evacuations, people traveling in and out, and we still had a good turnout and their... Um, you know, uh, voting-wise and people paying attention to stuff. And I'm sure this weekend was also one of those where people were glad to come home and probably just sit on the couch and watch TV.
0: Yeah, I I was one of those people (laughs) that was able to just kind of sit and watch football for, you know, Saturday and Sunday, and that was nice. And there was a lot to watch on Saturday in terms of college football. You look at a lot of the results. This was kind of a cupcake week for many teams, I think, we got a lot of the results we expected, maybe not in the fashion we expected in some cases, but in the ter- in terms of Georgia, South Carolina, you know most of those teams it, w- it was a pretty easy Saturday.
1: Yeah, um, I mean U- UGA just come out took care of business. Uh, surprising. I think it's a better win than people will think when you when you just kind of howl not entertaining the game was, but Clemson beating Texas A&M, yep. uh, li- holding Texas A&M to 10 points and seven of those being garbage time touchdown yep. at the end of the game is not a small feat, no. considering last year they kind of had a little bit more of a closer, I think it was like a two-point game mm-hmm. last year in, yeah. in, uh, at Texas A&M. So for Clemson's defense to come out and pretty much give up nothing to have a talented roster, a good quarterback, Kellen a good quarterback, he has a, he can run, he can throw, But I think Clemson's defense um, is just good again. They are clearly the best ACC team. They are clearly in the front to make it to a playoffs, and they are probably the favorites to win a national championship again.
0: Yeah, that was the first thing I wanted to touch on was that Clemson win. It was, like you said, it was 24-10 was the final. It was 24-3 until about the final 10 seconds of the game when A&M finally uh, scored a touchdown. The Tigers defense held AM to under 300 yards, and a lot of those came in that final touchdown drive late. Um, Trevor Lawrence was my Heisman pick at the beginning of the year, and for the second straight week, he looked good, but he wasn't great. 268 through the air, a touchdown, and an interception. And I think if you're a Clemson fan, you maybe start looking around and, and going – are we bored? What, what? You know, we have not thrown together two spectacular performances just yet that maybe uh, offensively, mm-hmm. at least defensively, yeah, they, yeah. they've looked good.
1: And then it, it's hard, though, too, because, I mean, some of the numbers he had last year were just ridiculous. Yeah. Like, he didn't even play until, like, the third or fourth game, mm-hmm. and he still had crazy, like, like, people in college wish they had Trevor Lawrence numbers, and they played in three or four more games than he did yeah. last year.
0: It, there's there's so many weapons on that team, you know Travis Etienne, T Higgins, Justin Ross, just to name a few. But I, th- I guess what you we expected out of the Clemson, and, and give credit to A and M because they they made the stops. But I just I, I started to look around and wonder is is Clemson. Going to be, a, are they going to be able to flip a switch to get to maybe a next level that we all have, uh, mm-hmm. thought they would be? That said, they're still the favorites in the ACC. They're still the favorites to win the national title until so, until someone proves us different. Mm-hmm. But after two games, I think you can kind of start looking and, and wondering, maybe it's just window dressing. Maybe they don't want to show a whole lot, but. I don't think we've seen the full potential of this Clemson offense just yet. In Georgia, in Athens, we saw um, the the Georgia offense do what they wanted to do, but it really didn't start until the second quarter. That was a 7-7 tie after one with Murray State. It was a hot day in Athens, sweltering. and But when the dogs found it, they found it 35 points in the second quarter in route to a 63-17 win over Murray State. Kirby Smart described his team as a work in progress, but uh, 270 yards rushing basically for the Dogs. Kind of what they want to do, run the football and just pound you into submission.
1: Yeah, that was a work out the kinks game. It was kind of an odd schedule start for Georgia to start on the road with an SEC foe in Vanderbilt to come back, play Murray State. Uh, They had the whole... Dually Field presentation mm-hmm. and all that was really nice. It was just a nice day of Georgia football. Celebrate Georgia football. Come in, hand Murray State the check, and then we'll collect our W and then go about. Yeah. A day. Um, so it's 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 you know, it's it's hard sometimes when there is a talent dispre- uh, discrepancy among the teams in mm-hmm. terms of money and scholarships and the kind of athletes they recruit to really um, break down what you learn from a game. I'm sure Kirby Smart and all them can tell a lot more than we can looking at game tape on blocks and assignments and routes and all that kind of stuff. So this is one of those where they can just get more of the guys involved Work out the kinks, try a few wrinkles, see if so and so works out here. If this is works and it and it and it went well for me, you, you can't complain with the sixty points on the board. Exactly. The
0: I thought the one thing that was was good. Georgia had six sacks in the game. This was a, an area where they were not good at all last year. Kirby Smart harped on it all offseason. Uh, six sacks against Murray State. I understand that that's this is an FCS team, and Georgia's going to face a lot bigger and better offensive lines uh, for the rest of the year, but. Anytime you're you're getting that much pressure on the quarterback, you have to be satisfied with it. And, of course, Savannah's own Nolan Smith had a sack and a half of those six halves. So good to see a young man from the 9-1-2 putting some stuff together. Another guy who had a really good day out of the 9-1-2, former Bradwell Tiger Kevin Harris, 147 yards and three touchdowns for South Carolina in their 72-point explosion against Charleston Southern. All those yards and touchdowns came on six carries for the freshman from Hinesville. So uh, a good day for Kevin Harris. He kind of broke onto the scene. Uh, Georgia Tech gets a win over South Florida as well. So uh, first win at the Jeff Collins era. Still obviously a lot of things to work out there for Georgia Tech, but they can at least feel good knowing that they got a victory and and now kind of can... move forward i was in statesboro saturday and that was the one game i I wanted to talk to you about clint is it was sloppy but as they say 26 is more than 18 and georgia southern gets out of this out of the stadium with a win over maine uh it was a good rushing day for georgia southern over 300 yards three eagles actually had 100 yards rushing first time in a long time that's happened but seven fumbles on the day only one of them was lost but a fumble in, in that offense, when it puts you back behind the chains, it can do really bad things to your offense. And you saw that a few times for, for Georgia Southern when they were going in to score. They fumbled the ball, a bad snap, a bad pitch, and now you're kicking field goals instead of scoring touchdowns.
1: Yeah, it's – it's um, after going on the road for the first game to LSU and, and taking a butt whooping, just admittedly that's how that game went – it's almost like it takes the wind out of the sails for the season, although that game doesn't mean much for the, you know, the LSU game doesn't mean much for the Sun Belt or where the actual season can go of trying to get to a bowl game and win another bowl game. It definitely, like, just kind of, it's a gut punch to kind of come back from, and going to go into the second week against Maine, you were you would hope to see a little bit more of a, of a you know, kind of a kickback, a step up, the guys be kind of... You know, angry that they got embarrassed a little bit at LSU. All things considered, and then just kind of come back with a bit more of a sharper, cleaner performance. But it's 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 still main. It's you're getting the W. You're you're moving on. You're on the practice field. I know Shy didn't play. Right. Uh, that's you know that's a factor. You're looking yeah. at a quarterback who hadn't played a lot, if at all, um, before this game. And so it's, it's – mistakes are not good. You can see where they're kind of – this was one of those games where it would happen after you just kind of got blown out. Coming back home, you're having some starting quarterback changes. But it's not something you'd want to see or b- bode well for the rest of the season. And I think one thing that, that Southern fans are kind of realizing is that this, there's a lot of Sun Belt teams that are getting some pretty big wins. Uh, Georgia State beating Tennessee. Coastal mm-hmm. Carolina Beat, beat Kansas. Kansas. I know these aren't, like, you know, taking down ranked teams or anything, but, it, you know, they're going to get into their Sun Belt schedule mm-hmm. and they're going to be playing a lot of good teams. Yeah. And so they need to be – you were hoping mm-hmm. this main game would be one of those opportunities that they could be really sharp going into week three and four and then the rest of the season.
0: Yeah, you mentioned Justin Tomlin was in, in quarterback. Shy works, uh warmed up, but they ultimately decided to sit him. It sounds like from hearing – Uh, Lunsford today, that they're going into the Minnesota game on Saturday, assuming Tomlin will play quarterback again, will start at quarterback again. But um, I think sloppy is the best word to describe it. It was just there was a lot of mistakes. Um, We mentioned the seven fumbles. Southern was three of 13 on third down. So there there were things that were highlights and things that you can build on, but obviously a lot of places to improve. if you're Georgia Southern, that yeah, was a good forward. week for special teams. Yeah, and, was, uh, yeah. Tyler Bass, four yeah. field goals, is the uh, Sun Belt Conference special teams player of the week. At, uh, I
1: remember that time when Georgia Southern couldn't kick a field goal to save their life. That was a that was a period of, of Georgia Southern play where our defense was awesome, offense was great, but we had to like call on guys from everywhere to try to kick a field goal. So it's <laughs> good to not go through those <laughs> as much.
0: Clint admitted, uh, Georgia <laughs> Southern alumni and Homer here on the podcast, but. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah, good and bad for Georgia Southern. And, obviously, they've got a a big one coming up uh, Saturday in Minneapolis against the University of Minnesota. Finally want to touch on Savannah State, who uh, returned to Division II on Sunday. Their game was moved from Saturday, a 23-22 loss to Florida Tech. Uh, The Tigers scoring a a touchdown with about 14 seconds to play, then went for two, and um, that was stopped about a yard and a half Short Devon Gibbons tripped up just before he crossed the goal line that would have given the Tigers a win, but um, I, that I like to see that out of out of head coach Sean Quinn going for the win. We're not going to settle. Let's let's try to win. And and he said um, we want to create a winning culture, and, and that's a good way to start doing it.
1: Yeah, and I, I think uh, this game kind of just gives more proof to the fact that dropping down a level was maybe good for the competitive competitiveness of the program and stuff. It, you can tell this is a, a little bit more of their 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 level, um, and and I do agree with the going for two. I do like that. I feel like if you're a program that's been routinely struggling for the past you know several years, coming out and getting a W is it's is much more important, and going for the wins much more important than just trying to get like a tie or maybe go to overtime. But like winning the game now meant more for the team than just taking into to
0: overtime yeah i think y- you you send a message to your program and just making that call even even if as it doesn't work you send the the message you make the statement that we're playing to win these games we are not playing to be better we are not playing to be good enough we're playing to win and so i, I like the call out of c- coach Quinn it's one of those things where if it works you're a genius if it doesn't you're a fool but uh it didn't work this time but um, I thought Savannah State really showed who they wanted to be rushed the ball 55 times in the game only threw it five or six 246 rushing yards for the Tigers so not the greatest offensive performance in the world but you look at where they were a year ago and where they are now uh, you know a yard and a half from knocking off a Mm -hmm. Team that's been in the Division Two playoffs the last two years, so yeah,
1: and that's the that would be the first game with the triple option, right? Yeah, it's
0: that is the State. first game on their yeah. their new offense and kind of doing what they wanted to do, and uh, they held their own, and so now they've got uh, Virginia University at Lynchburg uh, next Saturday and we'll try to get the first win uh, of the re back in the Division Two era uh, this Saturday. So if you're a Savannah State fan, I think you're probably pretty happy with that you saw on Saturday a team that. Was in the game looking to win late. Yeah. Um, oh, and just the, game was Sunday, right? the game, game was, was Sunday, right? Game was Sunday. Yeah, boring.
1: I wonder if that had any. Like, La Tech, I don't really know their Florida location, Tech, yeah. but they're. Uh, I'm sorry, Florida, Florida Tech, Tech. Yeah, Florida Tech. Um. They would have been, Dorian, yeah, they worried had, for a while. We were. So there was probably some, like, didn't get as much practice. It's kind of a weird first game. Yeah, both, both team
0: them. both teams evacuated their yeah. campus last week, which is why the game was moved to Sunday. And, and these weird weeks, man, you never know how yeah. how teams are going to respond. I always try to remember, remind people these are 18- to 22-year-old kids we're talking about. Any, yeah. You know, how they respond to things is really unknown to the coaches until you kick off Saturday a lot of times. But um, it was it was a good performance, I thought, out of Savannah State. for, for We didn't really know what to expect, how they were going to look against a really good Division two team in Florida Tech. And like we said, they hung their own and held their own and had a chance to, to pull off an upset win there late. So uh, probably some some more wins coming for Savannah State this year, I'd imagine.
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Hopefully more people in Savannah will go out and show some support. Yeah, I think I think
0: it'll be I think it'll be really good year for the Tigers. So it was a it was a good weekend of football, uh, for the most part. Uh, not a great a ton, not a ton of high school games to cover, but luckily we're back on a full schedule this mm-hmm. Friday night, and Lindsey Goff and I will have the end zone for you again on Friday, and then it's another Saturday of college football coming to you. Yeah. Um,
1: we got the first week of NFL. First not, not if Falcons fans may have been preseason. Not that, not that there was a lot to talk six.
0: about for our, the teams of interest in our area, so yeah. we'll just kind of not say a lot. <laughs> we'll just pretend that was preseason week five and move on, but um, – it's it's going to be another good week in football. I'm glad to be back on the football beat. Uh, hopefully, we won't have another hurricane. Yeah, well, to talk about for um, a little while. Enough hurricanes for the year. Yeah, enough hurricanes, enough hurricanes for about a decade, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. so hopefully, we'll we'll have some clear weather and uh, a good Friday night, a good Saturday of football to talk about with you next time. Join us uh, on Wednesday for the next episode of this. We'll look forward to the weekend that's coming. Uh, it'll be Lindsay and myself there. And uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. And we'll talk to you later.